beauty industry for the progress that it has made is now serving as a beacon for other industries as a case study because it has been effective and people want to see themselves so Hollywood also you know by using that model yes people from all backgrounds support your work Mm -hmm. they watch your movies so you know showing different types of people you're only helping people like you said connect more with the work welcome to true colors a modern beauty podcast that redefines beauty by featuring guests who are challenging the perceptions of modern beauty, breaking the stereotypes of beauty, and the beauty standards set by the mainstream narratives. I'm your host, Yoko, the founder of The Palette, the world's first online beauty community where you can find your kind of beauty. As a modern beauty show, we're talking less about outside features and more about internal features. We're here to celebrate our differences, uniqueness and just being you and to remind us how our unique inner qualities strength and wisdom make us truly powerful and beautiful inside and out in this episode i interviewed jasmine glass the founder of spectrum beauty a beauty brand for inclusiveness and transparency as its core value and is also known as the world's first beauty brand to ban model retouching entirely. Jasmine shares her background as a homeless teenager, high school dropout, to becoming a founder of Glassbook, visual activism magazine, to her current venture, Spectrum Beauty. For Jasmine's exclusive beauty profiles and a show note for this episode, visit www.thepalette.app. And here's Jasmine's story. Would you give us a sort of, you know, a background of where you started um, and where you are now? Absolutely. So my journey in life has been a case study in all the things that can go wrong when somebody is moving through the world with low self-worth. And that started with a lot of verbally abusive rhetoric that I was subjected to in my formative years as a young teen. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a couple of examples. Um, You're a loser that will never amount to anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You're my biggest disappointment in life. Uh, So I, you know, didn't really see much for myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think much of myself. Mm -hmm. And so I made a lot of very poor choices in company. A lot of people who saw my vulnerability and lack of confidence Um, you know, who took advantage or mistreated me. Mm -hmm. And it was not until I got towards my mid-20s that I had been, you know, dragged through the dirt by enough people and had been harmed in so many different ways Mm -hmm. that I started to feel like I needed something more. And my spirit was a little bit broken, but I guess not all the way because I did start to dream And I started to want 
to make something of myself. And so I started that journey of, um, you know, exploring my creativity, um, proving to myself what I was capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never really for me about proving to the people who had told me I wasn't going to amount to anything, but I really needed to show myself mm-hmm. that I could become something. Right. And you said that um, verbal abuse, was that from your parents or from, um, you know, I don't know, where, where did that come from? Yes, that was from my mom who mm-hmm. learned that harmful rhetoric from her own parents and unfortunately had not uh, managed to heal herself mm-hmm. at that point in her life. Um, we've actually just reconnected a couple of weeks ago after 20 years of not being in each other's lives and trying to go on a spiritual healing journey together after all this time. So there's a happy ending there, it seems. Wow, that's, yeah, and that's, um, you said 20 years. What made you reach out to her after all that, you know, pain and the suffering that was caused by her? I don't blame her because Mm -hmm. she didn't know any better when you're raised that way. And that's how somebody communicates to you day in, day out. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, you know, managed to heal yourself and figure out how to do things better, then you're just going to pass that on. And that happens a lot, um, you know, in family situations. And you said that you're going through a spiritual healing process with her. Like, is she, um, are you doing something with her? Like, I don't know what that yeah. could be, but. I have started integrating some very powerful meditations and mm-hmm. self-hypnosis uh, audio tracks uh, into my daily life, um, uh, at least an hour per day. And wow. mm-hmm. somewhere along this uh, few months that I've been doing this, I have had some breakthroughs in my healing and um, my outlook and my level of uh, confidence in myself that I can, mm-hmm. you know, handle something like that, um, you know, wow, yeah. everything that could come along with it. And so I, I reached out and, you know, just said that I would like to share these practices with her right. at some point experience them together. But yeah, just going back to what we were talking about, your, um, you know, background for, as a homeless teen and a high school dropout, like I know that you have a, a, a magazine called Glass Book. Can you walk us through how you became to be that, you know, founder of a magazine? What was what your journey was like, and then into this um, beauty startup, uh, Spectrum Beauty? Absolutely. Um, so just touching on what you had mentioned about being Mm -hmm. a homeless teen. So that really um, shaped me as a person because uh, whether I was on the street or I had a friend's parents take me in for a short time, there was always a feeling of being unwanted and undeserving Mm -hmm. of um, love and, and visibility and Um, I remember one time, it was super traumatic for me at the time, uh, my friend was having a full-on screaming match with her mom because her mom Mm -hmm. wanted me to leave and she didn't want me to not have somewhere to go. So Mm -hmm. she actually hid me in her closet 
and wow. told my mom I had left. And like, you know, the, the psychological harm that does to somebody. Right. Um, so that really shaped, you know, what, what, when I came far enough along in my own healing journey, mm-hmm. I started to have conversations with people about mm-hmm. how lack of representation in media um, mm-hmm. can contribute to people feeling invisible, um, unworthy, mm-hmm. all of these touch points, you know, that for me as a, a white woman of, you know, reasonably slender proportions, mm-hmm. um, fair features, I hadn't experienced that directly, but I could still um, empathize with the root emotions that one associates, you know, with, mm-hmm. with that. So um, as soon as I became aware uh, and had kind of realized that just um, by lack of, of uh, awareness prior to that, I had been... Uh, you know, doing the same old in, in our casting process and mm-hmm. just using whatever models and, and a lot of times photographers would handle that casting process and mm-hmm. they, they're not aware of the harm that's being done by perpetuating the same ideal over and over again. So right. um, I just mm-hmm. went, okay, that's enough of that. And we completely pivoted um, to really breaking the mold with, um, you know, a lot of boundary pushing models we are working with uh, our last issue before i moved on Mm -hmm. i'm so proud of our cover stars we had jillian mercado who's one of the world's only prominent wheelchair bound models and is also an exceptional human being in every way Uh, Mm -hmm. lauren wasser who was uh, had lost her leg she's an amputee from toxic shock syndrome from tampon use which I wow. had never heard of before and thought was an incredible story and message. Yeah. You know, she was now advocating for awareness of this. We had Carmen Carrera, who's a, a trans rights activist and a, a trans woman um, working in Hollywood as an actress. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on. And it's just each one of these people have, you know, built an audience around other people that have not felt seen and have been positively impacted by these people's representation in mm-hmm. the media. Yeah, no, that I um, I saw your last uh, magazine's cover, and um, I was just, I mean, it was so new, and I could see how Spectrum Beauty, you know, took that voiceover and kind of ran with it. And are you still, like, you know, part of that magazine right now, or um, how did that how did that go? And did you already completely moved on to Spectrum Beauty? I like to say that I've put a pin in it because mm-hmm. I put so much of my heart and soul into building that brand and mm-hmm. it was had so much of my values and my identity tied up in it. It was the first thing that I had ever really done that I, A, was really proud of and B, that other people told me that what I had done mm-hmm. was was beautiful and wonderful. So I... I I don't know that I will have the time to Mm -hmm. return to it based on my plans for Spectrum's expansion, but Mm -hmm. it may come a time when I meet somebody who wants to take it over and who is values aligned with me and that I know will not denigrate what has been done so far. So I'm keeping the door open for that. That's great. That's great. And, and now on to Spectrum Beauty. So um, would you um, please give me, or just kind of like, you know, uh, go through the background of how you started Spectrum Beauty and uh, why did you um, want to do to to pursue um, Spectrum Beauty over Glassbook? That's a great question. Um, So 
It was around Christmas time in 2017, and I had hit a bit of a wall with the audience size with Glassbook, um, mm-hmm. with limited funding. Um, I had self-funded the whole thing, save for one angel investor check uh, to print mm-hmm. one of our issues. And I, I felt that it was time to start looking into new opportunities. And it occurred to me that you know, when you are offering people products that they use in their daily lives, this is a consistent value add that you can have that allows you to continually connect with consumers. Mm -hmm. And this is the vehicle for sharing these, you know, messages and, and, um, you know, this kind of on the social impact side and the mission side, what I'm so passionate about Mm-hmm. Um, this would be a way to reach a much broader audience with, with those values. Mm-hmm. So that was the initial uh, idea. And then there, the other layer to that is that I had been experiencing the harm of viewing heavily retouched images for mm-hmm. so many years. And it was not possible for me and my network to switch glass book to retouch free because so few photographers do that and you need such a a a large quantity of of content to keep churning out when you have a magazine so um, i wanted to add that really important value to spectrum and keep the other values intact and um, it gave me an opportunity launching a new brand to do that that's wonderful yeah and um did anything sort of change for I me mean, it seems like you had that theme you know through your um homeless team to um you know magazine editor to now it's a spectrum beauty but it you know is that theme still carrying through and has it changed over the course of the years for me my core truth uh, and the universal truth that we uh, that Spectrum is built on is mm-hmm. uh, that we all want to feel a sense of belonging and mm-hmm. a sense of acceptance. And that is what I wish for people from all backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, really uh, and truly, I, I have so much compassion for people that have been uh, excluded and that have been made to feel less than, Mm -hmm. um, all of the different touch points, uh, with spectrum of, um, you know, banning the term anti-aging because we don't want to shame Mm -hmm. people for, uh, growing older. Um, you know, uh, for, um, I had this conversation with Virgie during my Forbes interview, Mm -hmm. she was saying that, um, you know, larger bodied women are constantly subjected to makeup artists offering them unsolicited advice on face slimming for Mm -hmm. makeup tips and, you know, how much that is chipping away at Mm -hmm. someone's self-esteem when that's happening. And so, um, you know, we just want to get rid of all of that. And Mm -hmm. we want, like, like you said about, Mm -hmm. Um, people uh, using beauty products to enhance the beauty that they already possess, Mm -hmm. not to fix flaws, not to correct, not because they're not whole as they are. Um, This is something I'm really passionate about. That's amazing. It's, uh, and it's so needed um, in the current, you know, in the world today, but now going into spectrum beauty and running a business um, you know, do you have any fears 
Oh, yeah. Um, the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. is, you know, that's a, a whole beast in and of itself. And of mm-hmm. course, like most women entrepreneurs already deal with that because of the inequality in, you know, in, in that territory. But for me, I'm trying to overcome you know, this idea that I wasn't meant to have success. I wasn't meant to have a good life. Mm -hmm. Um, There were, there were years that when something good would happen for me, I would get a crushing anxiety because it didn't feel natural. And I always felt like the walls were going to cave in on me shortly after, because this is not supposed to happen for me. And mm. something really bad is probably going to happen mm. after this to, yeah. to recalibrate. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, you know, I'm not worthy of lasting happiness kind of thing. Right. Like the happiness is not, you know, happiness is a temporary um, and I don't deserve this or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've mm-hmm. done so much work to, and that's where my spirituality has really been mm. essential because the whole concept of that is that we are all deserving of mm-hmm. experiencing those high vibrational emotions. We, we should all be experiencing joy and yeah. gratitude and love and abundance right. and mm-hmm. through consistently exposing myself to these really healthy messages through meditative practice and self-hypnosis, I have been able to rewire my brain somewhat so Mm -hmm. that it does feel natural to experience those things. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So you, um, basically you're, whenever you have fears or something like that, um, you would meditate is that you, you said, you know, you, um, you meditate at least an hour on daily. So would that, sort of take care of any of the fears or doubt that you have? It does a lot of work, um, you know, in a lasting way, but there are some moments when that's not necessarily practical. And Mm -hmm. I do, you know, sometimes uh, draw support from my loving relationships in my life of people Mm -hmm. who can remind me that, um, you know, my, my fears are irrational and, and that I'm doing great and keep up the good work and all of that. So that's, you know, having a support system is super helpful, but also yeah. to yeah. just check in with yourself and um, remind yourself how far you've come, kind of reaffirm the progress that you've made. Mm-hmm. And that if you've gotten this far, when you maybe didn't think you would, then there's no reason to feel like you can't keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Right. What was the transition like from glass book to spectrum beauty? Was there like a lot of big gap, you know, in terms of, um, I don't know if you got to fundraise for the beauty brand, um, but how did, how did that work? Was there, yeah, I'm just asking in terms of the, you know, the emotional and psychological transition. That's a great question. Yes, definitely. Um, it's a, a very scary thing to go all in on an idea, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, I was doing 16 hour days, you know, I, I working for free and you're trying to bring this thing to life, but you haven't got it to a point where you have much of an audience to validate that mm-hmm. it's a worthwhile pursuit. So you're kind of waiting for that. And then even beyond that, you know, now we have had a lot of people that have said, you know, hey, I love what you're doing, um, but it's it's still a small self-funded venture mm-hmm. and I cannot sustain the financial responsibility uh, required to scale. So now we have a new 
area that we're approaching and we just finished our pitch deck and we are going to, you know, go out there and try to raise a pre-seed round Mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, it's like, we'll see how this is going to go, but all you can really do is give it your all and stay Mm -hmm. optimistic as much as you can Mm -hmm. and, uh, and just be passionately tell people, you know, what your vision is and, and hope that you align with people who have shared you know, mm-hmm. values. Wow. That's what we're really looking for. People who really support the mission and their strategic partners and that they really want to help us get it to the masses. Right. And, and um, just to go back to, uh, you know, the sort of glass book, right. And um, what I'm curious is that when did you, you know, when did you say, okay, this is time to move on to spectrum beauty? I mean, you know, because I think that there's a lot of people that could be sort of like pursuing this thing, right? Project or company for mm-hmm. years, um, trying to grow the audience, trying to, you know, and, and they believe in the mission and the vision, but it's, you know, there isn't enough traction. But f- for you, when was a time for you to say, okay, I think it's time for me to move on to the next phase? And next big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was a diehard print fan. So mm-hmm. for me, uh, market data greatly contributed to the knowledge that this is a declining market. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly interested in being digital only. I like tangible, hold the art in your hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I should have walked away a couple of years earlier because it had plateaued a little bit. I had gotten us onto newsstands in 17 countries for two of our issues, but um, without, you know, the proper infrastructure around it, um, it, had I come from a different background and had it not been my first idea that I felt was great, Mm -hmm. um, there was a time when if you told me that I would ever walk away from Glassbook, I would have said, heck no. Yeah. (laughs) But it was just that Mm -hmm. I hadn't had my next idea yet. And I remember my dad told me several times uh, that I would have other good ideas and I didn't have to, you know, run this to the ground. And I, I didn't believe him until the day happened that I had that idea. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that was a big contributor. So you're, so Spectrum Beauty's vision was a lot more, um, it, it just basically pulled you out of it, kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Because these passions don't die. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have, as an entrepreneur, right. somewhere to focus them. So Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Um, I know that um, you mentioned about the beauty standard in media is just so skewed. Um, what is your current take on the current version of the beauty standard in media? What you know, do you do you still see that as a sort of um, very um, uh, unrealistic? Yes, I think that there has been significant progress made in certain areas in mm-hmm. the past few years, but that the overall um, system in the highest levels of advertising much of it is still based on subliminal fear-based marketing tactics um the anti-aging term is a great example of that that's Mm -hmm. very much subliminally shaming people for getting older and um that gets into our our psyche and does a, a lot of harm and yet 
uh, brands just follow, you know, what's already being done over and over and over again. And there's no awareness increasing mm-hmm. and there's no education about it. And, and, and nobody has, has shown another way of doing things. And that's what we're really attempting to do here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we make it big, uh, we can serve as a, a leader in showing people, yes, you can do things a new way. You do not have to diminish and criticize people in your marketing in any way mm-hmm. to get them to buy your product. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's really, uh, we're trying to lead by example. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And, um, so basically just kind of, um, you know, thinking about that, um, what do you think we really need in the current, um, environment? Like, and what do you see that as like, you know, why is this, um, such an important mission for you? Oh, that's a loaded question. How long do you have? <laughs> um, I'm aware, I, yeah. A, a few things that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a ban on terms like correcting, perfecting. Mm-hmm. I want to see more and more brands banning retouching and understanding that we women want to see real. We want to see uh, relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to see attainable. Um, and, uh, for people to really understand, uh, that, uh, unrealistic beauty standards historically are a form of women's oppression. Mm-hmm. They keep us chasing something that we'll never reach to keep us distracted and focused on things that don't actually matter so much. Yes, I said it. I own a beauty brand and, you know, beauty is, uh, it's great uh, if it's healthy, but women are so, uh, deep and complex and capable and brilliant. And we don't need to be spending our whole lives obsessing over our physical appearances. We need to get out there and pursue our dreams and, mm-hmm. um, you know, dismantling this unrealistic standard is part of doing that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so, um, I think that, you know, the, the Instagram, uh, has kind of given us the, the ways to, um, represent the, I guess, oppressed beauty standards, um, mm-hmm. previously. And, you know, now it's, you know, pro aging and pro curve and, uh, or body positive and, um, do you think that is like Instagram has helped, um, sort of shape our, um, beauty standard to, you know, what really needs to be more like in, in the current ages is, is Instagram a good thing? Because, you know, on the other hand, like we see a lot of, uh, sort of insecurities, right? Like you, you've mentioned that there is a lot of, um, businesses that still sell the insecurities. Um, and through Instagram, you know, I I think we still see a lot of that. So what is, do you think that Instagram and social media is, is that helping or? um, I love this question. I've never been asked this. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, based on the fact that Facetune was the most downloaded app in 2017, Mm -hmm. which is not too long ago, um, that I think it was something like 50 million users. Um, definitely what started in the beauty industry and the media as this unattainable, highly retouched standard trickled down into social media. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that Instagram did 
uh, you know, not as a business entity, but the mm-hmm. visibility did a lot more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have these beautiful pockets, these little hubs, these communities that are completely rebelling against right. that yeah. and they're finding their people mm-hmm. and they're, they're really becoming powerful. And I think it's absolutely incredible. And these are the people that I follow. Like most of the people that I follow are people that are breaking the mold and I'm so inspired by them and they yeah. are, are really helping uh, people in such a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But the other layer to that, you know, that I also see is that uh, Instagram censors some of this content and uh, specifically around fat bodies. Uh, I see activists uh, that I follow all the time talking about this, that they're posting their body in the same way that a thin person is and mm-hmm. they're being censored and hidden, you know, on the platform, really? which is, yeah, which is really, really harmful. And so there's you know, a lot of work to be done there and normalizing different kinds of bodies so that Instagram is not doing that anymore. Right. And that's, I mean, I just don't understand logically why they would do that. Because, I mean, I I don't know how that's, like, why they're censoring that content. Because because they think that the masses find it offensive. Oh, I see. Yeah. They, wow, they, really? they do not think that that is a representation of beauty or that it's not sexy and that it's not something that most people will appreciate seeing. So they wow. don't let it reach as wide of an audience. Yes, it's 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 horrifying, that's, truly. And that's, you know, and the thing is that like not just Instagram, right? Like all these shows and all these other me- like mainstream media and, you know, advertisers, they all censor those types of things and they only want to represent what sells um so you know again it's sort of like a capitalist (laughs) um i guess the capitalistic uh problem um but yeah no that's um that's you know that's very concerning but at the same time spectrum beauty uses all these uh, gorgeous models and let me tell you, I it's when I saw your models, I felt so like I don't know how to like describe it. I felt relieved, like I felt like ah, like I can be real. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, That's incredible but feedback. It's, but it's not, you know, when I see some other brands, right? And a lot of the times, it's western featured models but you know when i saw your brand it was like ah finally someone gets me like i you know i want that kind of world and um you know with all these models it's just it's beautiful it's gorgeous but how do you find these models because i mean they're not traditional models so where do you even go and find these people (laughs) um I I want to answer that, but I also, before I forget, mm-hmm. want to, you know, coming back to what you said about Hollywood and that they only show what sells, the thing about it is that people just haven't been brave enough to try things a new way. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you just said that you felt when you looked at our visuals, um, 
you know, this is uh, the beauty industry for the progress that it has made is now serving as a beacon for other industries as a case study because it has been effective and people want to see themselves. So Hollywood also, you know, by using that model, yes, uh, people from all backgrounds support your work. Mm -hmm. They watch your movies. So, you know, showing different types of people, you're only helping people, like you said, connect more with the work. Yes. You know, not just one type of person. So, um, and then coming back to the models, um, thank you for asking because my dear friend Brianna runs uh, the most inspiring and important model agency I've ever discovered uh, in all the years that I was working with model agencies when I was running a publication. Mm -hmm. I never saw a roster like this. And every time I go on her website, I just feel so hopeful for the future of beauty and fashion. And I've been feeling that way more and more because her models are starting to cast, uh, get casted for major brand campaigns, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Chelsea Werner, who was in our second campaign, um, who's a a Paralympic champion gymnast and also Mm -hmm. uh, has become a model and she has Down syndrome Mm -hmm. and she's modeling for Tommy Hilfiger and other, you know, household name brands. And I'm going, okay, this is really getting exciting and we need to see so much more of this. So I'm really grateful to Brianna for collaborating with us and helping bring our vision to life. That's, that's, I mean, that's amazing. And I think that, yeah, um, you know, to what you were saying about the beauty standard really sets um, a lot of the standards in other industries. Um, you know, it's it, this is why it's so important. Uh, yes. You know, what is determined by the beauty industry as what is beautiful or what is sexy, that basically translates into the movies we see or shows we see or, Absolutely. you know, all these other media, um, you the know, ripple effect. Yeah. And so yes. I, I, I really firmly believe that, that that's why I want to work on this mission as well. That's why I want to work on this problem that we see on a cultural level level. And so, um, no, that's, you know, that's, I'm so I'm so happy to hear that someone is working to break that kind of mold and stereotypes. Um, I agree. Yeah. But so, so then I guess, you know, I know that you mentioned something about accelerator. Um, What, what's going on with spectrum? Yes. I am taking an incredible accelerator program it's led by a woman named Alex Batdorf. It's called Get Shit Done. And nice. the core mission is to mm-hmm. help female entrepreneurs scale to their first million in revenue. Uh, because she noticed a, 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 a plateau for a lot of female founders back mm-hmm. based on lack of support in certain areas. And so she's curated this incredible community to help increase education, uh, mm-hmm. level the playing field and, and help you know, female founders get to where they want to go. So I'm really excited about being part of this program. That's amazing. And how long is that um, program for? It's seven weeks. Oh, wow. So it's pretty short. I mean, it's not like months and months. No. Uh, yeah. And it's three nights a week. Uh, it's all virtual, which uh, was mm-hmm. her business model prior to COVID, but okay, it's, cool. it's, you know, proven mm-hmm. to be really effective, especially yes. now. 
Right. Right. And um, so after that, you're gonna like what is do you have any plans afterwards or? Oh, absolutely. We have lots of plans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so first, uh, mm-hmm. looking to raise a pre-seed round. And uh, I also already dreamed up an incredible, creative and unique uh, product for our third launch. And I need funding to manufacture mm-hmm. that. So, um, you know, we're going to make moves to secure the support that we need for that. And then I'm going to get to pitching to Sephora because that's my... My mm-hmm. big whale, my my goal. I want to see Spectrum alongside these other incredible brands that you know I've been purchasing from for years, and yeah. I, I I love their their ethos. Uh, we're very values aligned, and, right? You know, making the beauty industry progress. So I think it's a good fit. That's great. Yeah, no, that's very exciting. So um, I guess these are kind of like my I guess the next. Uh, questions are gonna be like the last questions that I have for you, but um. Uh, I guess, you know, it's, 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 this is more like a personal and uh, sort of self deep within kind of questions, but, I love uh, and, it, and it could be very tough, right? Cause it's like, some people may say, I, well, I don't know, you know, um, because it, it really requires you thinking. Um, but what, what do you think makes you, you? Uh, well, I have the rarest personality type in the world, according to Myers-Briggs. I'm an oh. INFJ. Uh, the name of that is, is the advocate. Uh-huh. And one of the core tenets of this personality type, which I have found to be quite rare in uh, the mass society, is mm-hmm. um, that I care very deeply about issues, uh, societal issues, whether or not they impact me personally. Mm. Um, we see a lot of people very passionate about, um, creating change in areas that directly impact them or their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but not so much people, you know, looking outside their own backyard and going, you know, let me try to put myself in the shoes of this other person who's, you know, story or experience may be quite different from mine, but that is equally deserving of seeing the world move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and then the I in I and FJ is for introvert. And uh, we wow. are in a very extroverted society, too. <laughs> so I've always felt a little misunderstood in, you mm-hmm. know, how uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a loner. Sometimes I love to be alone with my thoughts. This is where my creativity mm-hmm. lives. And, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of dreaming of the world that I want to yeah. live in yeah, and, yeah. and working to create it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I mean, I completely, um, I can relate with that because I'm a very, I get energy from like, you know, interacting with other people. Um, so I think my dominant trait is extrovert, but when I really need to be myself, I really need to be myself and I'm very protective of it. And that's where a lot of that sort of creative juice comes from and like sort of being in touch with like my core and the self, um, comes from, so I, I'm very protective of that. Um, that's so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. I guess the next question would be, um, how do you, like, what do you do um, to live true to yourself? I think that comes back to being very uh, contemplative, um, self-aware, 
Uh, mm-hmm. That involves being introspective, checking in with yourself um, when you have thoughts, uh, you know, kind of following them to see where what they're rooted in. Um, fears, uh, hopes, dreams, all of this stuff, um, you know, really what, what drives you. Mm -hmm. And, um, for me, uh, everything that I do with my brand, uh, and the brand before that, and in all of my relationships is, is related to my core values as a human being and, Mm -hmm. um, a belief that, you know, we all deserve to feel safe and loved and, appreciated and um you know so that's really what i connect with every day in my spiritual practices and then take out into the world in any area that i'm moving in on any particular day so Mm -hmm. um yeah that's how i stay true to myself that's great and um and what would you say to your younger self oh um Wow. Uh, That I was worthy of support um, and and uh, to feel valued because Mm -hmm. not feeling that is why I went so far off track in certain areas. And I think it's why a lot of people are not living up to their true potential or living the life that they want because they don't feel supported or Mm -hmm. um, that they have value. Um, And uh, certainly I was, you know, really uh, very, very low on self-esteem. And I, yeah, I just wish I could reach back and avoid myself so much pain by telling myself what I know now. It took me so many years to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. And the, and the last question here we have is what does beauty mean to you? I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, beauty is so deep and profound and complex and certainly so much more than what we have been exposed to in uh, the beauty industry and in the media. And mm-hmm. for me, it, it radiates from the inside out because I can easily find people that you know ha- would not be viewed as conventionally beautiful by this standard, but that are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I could see somebody who does fit somewhat into that standard but that the buck stops there and they're not really um you know radiating that beauty of contributing positively to the world or being loving and um you know for me that doesn't really hold my attention so much at all you know Mm -hmm. uh so i think it really is um you know, it sounds a little cliche, I guess, when you summarize, but it's from the inside out, but it really, in a a spiritual, you know, Mm -hmm. context, and and we are all energetic, uh, you know, spiritual beings, Mm -hmm. uh, it it really is, it it radiates from the inside. Yeah, no, I I completely, um, I I see what you mean by spiritual energy. And um, it, you know, because once you have, when you're sort of feeling empowered and strong and sort of you know yes. you know powerful and confident 
you're just you feel like you're glowing and mm-hmm. you know you can just go out there and just do anything and you know I don't you know I wouldn't care what other people would think <laughs> absolutely I love that that's yeah. so true yes yeah. and, when, and when you're not feeling good inside like yeah. no amount of makeup or anything really makes you feel like you know you're carrying yourself with confidence it's just like yeah. putting a mask on but it's mm-hmm. like uh yeah it's a temporary yeah I, you know I see that some people wear a lot of makeup and then still feel very uh sort of energetically low Mm-hmm. and of you course know, but or, or you know the other way around is true too some people wear like almost no makeup and it's just and they're so gorgeous yes <laughs> yeah of course the beauty industry doesn't want you to know that right, the secret right <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't want to they don't want to talk about it because you know right once, once they you know figure it out no one's gonna buy them um, well, I will, I will say, you know, in case anybody uh, who's thinking about funding Spectrum goes, oh, she's not, you know, she's not going to push our products or anything. Oh, um, right, I yeah, want to yeah. say, in my personal experience, uh, I have not uh, bought any less products uh, since I yes. started loving myself more. It's just mm-hmm. my relationship to beauty yes. has become more healthy exactly. and ethical. And now it's self-care instead yes. of an obligation. So, and so- the, yeah, the interest is still there. Exactly. It's just not yeah. harming me. <laughs> so I complete. I cannot agree with you more because. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, I think it's just a complete myth that, like, oh, once people find out that they're beautiful, they're not gonna need all these things. They will because, as we said, you know, I think well, the way that I use beauty uh, products to, is to enhance my my own self. And, absolutely and you know to highlight your features right and, and play exactly and then you know mm-hmm. and there's so much more play is so fun and so you know I'm always looking for ways to express myself better and, yes you know express in different ways it's like a self-discovery and it's just fun so I love that. Yeah. So it's like, why would I, why would I stop that? <laughs> Absolutely. Know? We need to get the word out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 yeah. and thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity. Of I've course. really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. And yes. um, yeah, I mean, I'm so looking forward to um, what's coming for Spectrum. We're going to be on the radar for uh, everything that you're going to be doing. Um, thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for joining, Jasmine. It was great, great um, talking to you and learning uh, and, you know, about you. And sh- thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you.